Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. And I don't know about you guys, but I find that getting outside and walking is pretty much, you know, the only thing that we can do right now. So I've been walking around the neighborhood a lot. How about you, Nellie? No, I run every morning and I, I do the nosy neighbor run. Like I like to not, I don't like, it's true. I don't want to just run you know, just around SMU. I want to run through the neighborhood and through Snyder Plaza and through Preston Center and see what's open. Like, I like to know what's open. And it's, you know, it's sad. It's sad to see some of the businesses close, like Poke Bowl, which my son loved. That's, I doubt that's going to come back. There's so many places that are closing. And yet there are other places that are open. Like, you know, you've got Penny Pomodoro that's open and you've got uh, Bandito's that's open and Bubba's and Burger House. Those places are doing well. Yeah, well, um, the other day I was out of one of my vitamins. Um, I take calcium before I go to calcium, magnesium, or something like that before I go to bed because it helps relax your body and helps you sleep. So I was out of that the other day and I thought, I want to support a local business. So I called Plaza Health Foods in Snyder Plaza and they were open and I told them what I needed. They had it. They took my credit card over the phone. I walked up to Snyder Plaza and they literally just stuck the bag outside of the door and gave it to me. He had gloves on and all the right precautions and got my vitamins and I was on my way. And I uh, wanted to go window shopping just to see what people had in their stores because, you know, you can't go in and shop and realize that there are several that are doing online right now. Um, Like one of our favorites, you and I, L Bartlett, and they have 40% off everything right now. So go to their website. And also to, to buy gift cards, as we were talking about, buy gift cards in advance to support the businesses so they can keep up the supply. Yeah, absolutely, guys. We really need to take care of our local guys. They have done so much for all of our schools and all of our charities. All of us bombard them, asking them for, for different things, donations all the time. And we really need to pull through for them right now. And like Nellie said, gift cards is a really great way to help support them. And then check their websites because most of them are doing online business right now. So do your shopping. Um, Plaza Health Foods, like I said, is open. Cotton Island is doing online. L. Bartlett, Gemma Collection. Um, I really wish that JD's was open because I could really go for some of those cookies. I feel like those should be essential business. Right? Well, they just closed like a week ago or something. I guess they were they were open, and I jogged by there. You know, I don't know, maybe five days ago, and I was like, oh. I don't know why. It makes you feel good to see your favorite places open or some activity. Um, and I have to tell you something. So when I was running yesterday, I saw the nicest thing. Okay. So I was running on Rankin, you know, kind of just, just on the block, just, uh, towards 75 from, Mm -hmm. from Stock Plaza. And somebody had put these masks, face masks outside in a box, each one of them individually wrapped in a plastic bag. And it said, please take one per family. Oh my gosh, that just gave me chills. That is so sweet. I love that. And I have pictures of it and I have pictures of their house, which I would like to put up on our website because it's like a shout out to them for doing something like that. Oh, that's so, so nice. Um, Love that. Um, In Inwood Village, I heard that, uh, well, our friends at Ozone Bar are open and they're doing uh, treatments that help with fighting off uh, helps boost your immunity. So, um, check out their social media, the ozone bar and Pogo's liquor is open. I think that all of us are enjoying our alcohol right now. Yes, yes we and are. Then, 
<laughs> kid biz, uh, um, even though these poor seniors aren't going to get the graduation they deserve, they're still graduating. So they're really good for graduation gifts. I know a lot of people like to buy John Hart items for graduation gifts. So be sure and check out their website and give them a call. Yeah. And also Body Lounge in Snyder Plaza yeah. is open and has some deal. They're not, not fully open, but they're doing some services for health mm-hmm. reasons, which is good to check into. And, uh, Preston Center, wait, not Preston Center, uh, where R&D is in Hillstones. Is that Preston? That's Preston Center. Yeah, sorry. Um, they actually, you know, R&D is doing takeout, Muchachas is doing cocktails, you know, margaritas in a, in a styrofoam cup with your dinner. There's a, there's a lot more open than people realize. Uh, yeah. It's nice to see people. It's really nice to see people out. I agree. I agree. Um, now, Snyder Plaza is totally empty right now. As you know, there's no parking issue. There are no parking issues right now. But something that I did notice that, and Martha and I are so excited about, is that we have on today uh, Dr. Nick Carr from Sinai Urgent Care, which is right there next to that consignment shop and Penny Pomodoro in Snyder Plaza. And they're actually testing for the virus, for COVID, uh, the coronavirus and um, COVID-19. So that's good to know because it kind of keeps it in a little small town doctory feel so that if you panic and something happens, instead of going to a major hospital, this is right in our neighborhood and, you know, fewer, less traffic, fewer people, et cetera. Yeah, that's right. They're doing strictly COVID-19 testing, nothing else. So if you have an emergency need that a broken bone or any other things, that's not your place to go right now. They're doing strictly COVID-19 testing and you can go online and fill out your paperwork first. So, yes, so you don't it's have a to touch great resource. And it's right here in Snyder Plaza. Exactly. So we're really excited to have Dr. Nick Carr on. And so let's get to it. Let's get him on, Martha. Let's do it. And today we have Dr. Nick Carr from Sinai Urgent Care right here in Snyder Plaza, which is great to know right around the corner from us. And he's going to tell us a little bit about how they're handling the coronavirus and put a little hope in our lives. Right, Dr. Carr? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thanks for this opportunity, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, so a couple of things just to kind of back up a little bit. Um, obviously we've been seeing, you know, all these news stories about coronavirus and, and it's really hits home, especially in the park cities, just with a, a large number of cases that we've seen here locally. Um, you know, we initially had, uh, we have three locations, um, three urgent care locations. So our initial one up in, um, Preston Frankfurt in North Dallas, second one in Murphy, and then the third one in Snyder Plaza. And, Initially, we were trying to do testing at our Dallas location in Preston Frankfurt, but also seeing kind of non-COVID patients. And even with trying to segregate things, um, we just realized that it really made sense to kind of focus on the, the University Park location, um, particularly because you know we were seeing lower volumes there just with SMU being you know dismissed. And with a large number of cases, we just thought it made a lot of sense. And so we worked, we've got an awesome landlord there. Um, who's been working with us to to make sure that we could, you know, basically anything we needed to get the testing up and running and the community has been just great. And so what we've kind of our focus has been, let's focus our testing on, you know, Snyder Plaza and secondly on our, our Murphy location and keeping Dallas, that Dallas Preston Frankfurt location for all our non-COVID related concerns. Well, Dr. Carr, I'm a mom and I have two kids and one of my kids has fever and I think I, I think they may have it. What should I do? So one thing we right now we're not um, for specifically at the the University Park setting and again this will be the same in Murphy 
we're not allowing walk-ins. So all patients are being directed to make an appointment first. Um, part of that is just we didn't want to have you know a bunch of cars stacking up, and we wanted to make sure you know that we could treat everybody that that has an appointment. It's a good way to kind of allocate uh, the the limited time that we do have. So that would be the first recommendation I would say is to go ahead and make an, make an appointment. And there's a link through our website where you, where you can do that. Um, Are there, there specific symptoms though, that I need to kind of check the boxes on before I even make that call, right? Listen, initially there were very strict guidelines on this. We were trying to restrict it to, you know, patients with fever at extremes of age, you know, or the elderly, um, they kind of expanded to first responders. And now it's finally, as you, the testing has become more available and as more people are potentially, you know, will have come in contact with the virus, it's, and especially with flu season winding down, it really is. I mean, fever is the big one and generally a lot of these upper respiratory complaints. Okay. So I have a question then. Yes. You think about going into, uh, you know, to an urgent care center right now and you think about, even though you've separated, you know, people to different clinics, what about the paperwork when somebody comes in? What, how do you handle that? Because there's a lot of interaction involved in that. How's that going? So at our non-COVID, so at our COVID test sites, we, we email the paperwork out ahead of time and you complete it through a link on your phone. So we don't ever have to exchange anything back and forth um, with, okay. with the patients. At our non-COVID site, um, what we've been doing is we still have our process for, we can, we can email ahead of time the paperwork um, if patients are particularly concerned. We're keeping a kind of what we call a patient-free lobby. So when patients do come in, we bring them immediately back to a room. We are also, you know, taking extra steps to make sure that we're giving enough time between when patients are going, being, you know, that room's being used again, that we've had time to clean it and kind of follow the most recent recommendations in terms of keeping the room, you know, minimizing uh, any virus that could be there from someone who didn't necessarily realize they had it. And then um, lastly, we're, again, any anything the patient, the patient would potentially have come in contact with, we are, we are disinfecting, disinfecting it um, with specific kind of disinfectant that's designed to kill COVID. Okay. Um, so I have a question for you. I mean, with all the news that's going on, you know, we all want to look for hope, as I said. So my thought was, because like New York and Los Angeles, we locked down pretty quickly, like prior to a big spike. Do mm -hmm. you think it is a possibility? I know you don't know the answer to everything, but do you think it's a possibility that we may have stopped some of that spread by shutting down so quickly? For sure. There, there's no question that, um, that I think, you know, we can always look back and say, we should, could, should we have done it sooner or done you know, something more dramatic? And, and there's, you know, there'll be a time for that, but I really do think that we've taken steps and we're continuing to take steps and, you know, the local governments are taking steps to make sure that we do what we can to control the spread. I think that is going to have an impact. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fortunate, you know, us kind of here in the middle of the country, as opposed to the, the coasts, I think it was a good, you know, wake up call for us that, hey, we need to make sure that we're doing the things necessary to, to keep us safe. You know, we kind of learned from some of the, the challenges that they faced. And so I think that I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I yeah. think we're going to get through this. I, I have a lot of optimism about it. Good. I like to hear that. I, I actually want to hear about the test itself, Dr. Carr. Like, walk me through exactly what you guys do. Does it hurt? How long does it take to get the results back? Anything you can tell me about the actual test? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, initially, the test, and this was a big concern, is they had these um, those nasopharyngeal swabs, which if any of you have That's been... That's what tested, I heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. On, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they're, they're not awesome. And um, if anyone's been tested for the flu, it's the same test. It's the same kind of... Or not the same test, but it's the same procedure. Yeah, um, okay. One of the things that we've been able to is um, now actually working with the, the lab vendors that, that we utilize, LabCorp and the NowQuest, they've expanded the acceptable lab um, materials we can use to obtain those samples. And so we actually are able to do an oral swab as well now. And oh, so it's, it's similar, similar to like the strep throat mm-hmm. uh, swab that, that one might get. Um, so again, that's another option we've been able to offer to our patients. And, um, you know, as far as the turnaround times, they were awful in the beginning. They're improving. Mm-hmm. They're still not great. We, you know, I mean, in the beginning it was terrible because a lot of, you know, we might not get results back till you would have been out of quarantine anyway. Um, so we're yeah. upwards of a week. Now we're seeing some shorter, you know, times, you know, might be, you know, three days, three, four days on some tests just depends. Um, you know, one of the things we're working with a, a local or a, a national lab company that's produced a point of care test that we hope to be able to um, get our, you know, an allocation for so we could start doing some point of care testing because now you're talking about a 15 minute test, which would be oh, okay. amazing. And I really, again, it's, it's amazing that the ingenuity people are, you know, uh, figuring out how to make things work, figuring out, you know, better tests. The, I'm confident that there's going to be more options coming online that are going to help get patients tested quicker. Well, isn't it amazing? I was just hearing that Dyson is now making ventilators and uh, ventilators, as uh, Governor (laughs) Cuomo says, the ventilators. Um, I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) But but it's pretty impressive because they were saying they couldn't. I mean, like you just said about your landlord, about people coming up with different opportunities. It's so incredible because now Dyson, who makes hair dryers, is able to make these in like 10 days. Yeah, it's a big deal. I even saw a thing the other day, it was on on Twitter, and someone was showing how scientists came up with a way to basically make a ventilator that it's $100 in parts, right? And so if we need to, we could, it's again, this, this innovation that we're seeing and how amazing, you know, we're, again, a local small business, and we've had just an outpouring from other businesses, and hey, can we bring you, you it's amazing what you guys are doing, we're going to bring you breakfast, and yeah. Hey, can we, we, we can get you guys masks, or can we sew you gowns, or just the way the community has reached out, and I think... It's important to, to, to recognize, you know, of course, all the problems um, in how devastating this, this virus can be. But I also like to, to highlight these stories of, of hope that we're seeing and how people really, in times of need, kind of pull together and try to help each other. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm so impressed with the swab in the mouth because I have seen the picture, you know, I've seen it on the news and, and I, you think about having a child, like think about having a five-year-old and trying to bring them in there to be tested. You know, I remember holding my kid down for shots uh, and he's 15 and that was probably last year, you know, just holding him in place. Like, you know, kids are terrified of this stuff, yeah. you know? So that just makes it so much easier. And then you don't feel totally sick or, you know, you just, I don't know. I think it's good for kids. Exactly. It's a great point. Absolutely. Dr. Carr, of the tests you've conducted so far, about what percentage have come back positive? That's a good question. I'd have to see. My guess would be for the tests that we have results, um, it's it's less than 10%. Okay. It's less than 10%. And a lot of them um, that I had initially maybe had prior to the testing been in contact with and they, you know, or they had 
we were fielding phone calls and they had concerns about it were ones that seemed like they had a pretty good story. And sure enough, they came in and, and again, tested positive. So it's not terribly surprising on some of the ones, the positives we've seen. Okay. So when you say a good story, do you mean they knew I was exposed to so-and-so? Yeah. Yeah. Again, a, a good story. I mean, yes, it was, it was, it was a compelling argument for why they needed testing. Um, okay. they, based on their symptoms and exposure, it was clear that they were definitely someone who warranted testing. Well, if it wasn't three and a half weeks out and Martha knows this story, but I flew to New York for a party and I flew to LA for work and I couldn't find hand sanitizer. So I was, <laughs> I got these things online called bio wipes and I wiped down everything, okay, everything. And then a week later I showed my husband and he goes, that's camping toilet paper. So basically <laughs> I was wiping everything with camping toilet paper, which wouldn't even be funny now, except it's beyond the, the period of being, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Well, that, that actually ties in with a question that I had. I've been seeing people post on social media that they're just getting absolutely crazy about cleaning their groceries, like leaving them outside, taking them out of the boxes and, and wiping them down. How serious do we need to get about our groceries and bringing them into our homes? It's, it's interesting because as a healthcare provider, you know, I'll be out seeing people um, wearing gloves and touching their face with the gloves or wearing gloves. And I, I you know, I went home yesterday and the boyfriend or husband's got gloves on and the girlfriend doesn't and he's handing her things and, and, or people taking gloves off and putting them back on. And that along with <laughs> the, the, the grocery stuff, like I, you know, you have to understand my, my general approach to these things. I'm not going to make myself totally crazy because you can literally make yourself insane. Yes. I think that taking good precautions, cleaning things off, um, you know, I, maybe it makes some sense. And maybe if it reduces someone's anxiety, then I guess I can, you know, would suggest they continue doing it. But a lot of it, I think, is really almost more for those people who are particularly anxious, just a way of helping kind of put their, put their mind at ease. And if it's beneficial that way, then they should continue doing it. Well, uh, and just a question, because there there are a lot of nerves, including myself. If you get it, let's say you have it, you know, we're seeing all these horror stories. Really, are most people able to manage it at home in bed if they're healthy and don't have pre-existing conditions? Yeah, ex that's, that's exactly the point, is the large number of people, if you look at, just without getting too um, nerdy now too much here, but if you looked at the statistics from... Italy, where they only tested symptomatic people, versus uh, South Korea, where they tested everyone. And you saw the largest demographic group that had the, the COVID, who tested positive for it, were the 20 to 39-year-old age group. And the idea being a lot of people had no idea they even had it. And of course, it's going to, you know, listen, in any given year, you're going to have, you know, even in a flu season, I know it's different than the flu, and we, we understand that, but there's plenty of patients who are otherwise healthy that that do fall victim to the flu and have, you know, terrible outcomes from it. We don't hear about those news stories all the time. And so I think it just, it makes the news. And I think there's a lot of people or I've seen like journalists who've gotten it. And it's, it's very dramatic what they describe. But if, if I didn't know about COVID, I would think that they just had a really bad case of the flu. And I've had the flu before and it's awful. And it sounds a lot like most people's really bad cases of COVID. Okay. So again, I, I think that, and if you get sicker, right? Because that's everyone's concern. If you test positive, well, what do I do? Well, if you do get sicker, the recommendation is then you, you go to the hospital and we offer that supportive care that you would need. But I think for, for most people, it's going to be fever control 
just kind of you know dealing with the, the symptoms for you know a couple days, a week or so, and uh, and most people generally seem to be recovering without you know a whole lot of complications. Yeah, okay. well, Doctor Carr, Doctor Carr, I have to tell you that I really like your positive outlook. You've made me feel a lot better, and I understand that you're posting on your social media quite a bit, so our listeners could uh, follow you on social media and get up to dates from you. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're doing that. Um, we've really been trying to stay on top of that and just informing the public where we can. Um, you know, I've been fortunate. We've been working a lot with um, the local Fox News affiliate and doing some pieces there as well, um, which just, you know, and that was what it, it made me happy because someone came back to me and said from one of the, the local or recent recordings was I seemed like calm and it kind of helped them calm down, which is. Yes. I, you know, again, as I said, getting getting anxious isn't going to help things. Um, on, if it's you know needlessly so. No, and it's true, and you do see well, a lot. Of, oh, I'm sorry, Martha. You do see a lot of doctors and nurses on the news freaking out, understandably. Uh, but you're right. If I were in a sick bed or if I was coming in to be tested, I would be so calmed by somebody like you saying, "Listen, we got this. You know, we know what it is. Here's what you got to do." I mean, I, I think really we're all a lot of super anxious. Uh, super achieving families in this neighborhood are all like, eh, eh. it's nice to know that you can go somewhere and feel, you know, feel safe. I've been in there. I've been in there when I stepped on a piece of glass after a party at my house and, uh, and it was stuck in there like really badly at, you know, at your center, it was stuck in there so badly. And they were like, listen, it's not going to hurt. We just have to put the shot in. And that shot, <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened in my foot, it was like this long. I literally screamed. I couldn't, I couldn't not scream. But I got to say, everybody was so nice in there. And they understood that I was a big chicken. And they held my hand and made me feel good. That's, I mean, that's a lot of what we do, right? The, and the medicine, in most places, it's the same, right? You have to assume anywhere you go for care, uh, you know, I want to assume that you're getting the same standard of care. But what we try to do is, you know, offer convenience and friendly, you know, fast, friendly and convenient, right? That Those are kind of our, our goals. And patients seem to appreciate that, right? And if someone can't, you know, when we have staff or employees that can't really get with that program, they're not friendly, maybe they're not a good fit for us. So we really have tried to set that culture of just being, you know, really, again, friendly and, and make, putting people at ease, so you don't hire jerks, is what you're saying, right? No jerks yeah. allowed. Yeah, that's correct. And when we do, we, they don't they don't last long. That's for sure. Sometimes people sneak through the the hiring process, but they, it, you know, we, we fire quick. Well, I'm definitely coming to see you, Doctor Carr, if I think that I have it or anyone in my family. Can you let us know how we can find you and what your hours of operation are? Yeah. So um, best way right now is if you go to our website, so sinaiurgentcare.com. Um, so s i n a i urgentcare.com. Go on there. You'll see you can you can schedule an appointment. Um, currently, we have restricted our hours um, at the Murphy location because we also don't want staff. We have a lot of female employees. We don't want them out there after hours, after dark. So we've stopped testing after six o'clock. So currently, we're testing from ten to six. Um, we are working as just as an aside with kind of the first responders to get them in after hours or before before we open um, outside of those normal business hours, just because we want to keep the people who keep us safe, keep them safe. Yes. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, for the general public, it's, you know, 10 to six and, uh, that's the best way place to go on and, and make that appointment. And as I stated, we'll have 
starting tomorrow, actually, our Murphy location is going to be opened up for the testing as well to kind of hit the, the patients that live in kind of the more northern suburbs of the Metroplex. Well, and I would add something to what you just said, which is I feel like if I, if I were sick right now, I, don't, I would prefer to go to a smaller location like where you're at instead of going to the hospital. So, it, you know, it's a little bit more intimate and you feel like you're getting more one-on-one care. And, exactly, and that's what we want people to feel. We want it to feel kind of more local and, and close and, and more intimate like that. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Carr, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We really appreciate all the information and definitely your demeanor. Love, love, love that. And it's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. We'll catch you next time.